silly. <laughs> and we've already been talking like for a good hour and a half. Almost two hours. Almost. Yeah. No, like an hour and a half. We've, we've, uh, I've been sipping on some wine. No, she's been drinking it out of the bottle for real. <laughs> Literally, like, we are sitting here just talking. I poured us two glasses of wine, and out of nowhere, I just grab the bottle and swig <laughs> it back. Like, I'm so thirsty. And she just, like, swigs it back. I don't even know where that came from. It was so it's bizarre. It was so bizarre. Oh, we should have used our big glasses and I just know, poured I... it. Wow, somebody's already... Look at how he's got his neck all cocked. He, he always looks like that. It's so weird. That's probably why he's snoring. It's like his neck is on a <laughs> swivel. Yeah, because he can't breathe right. Mm-hmm. And he's got... It... I know, that looks like it's... He's got a hurts. I don't know what he can't... It looks like raw meat. <laughs> it does. Looks like road rash. I think he was trying to get into something in the backyard and he hurt himself. Poor baby boy. Well, I was going to say last time on Tipsy Tales, we were discussing our adventure at Vulture Mine. Yeah, that was fun. Did we get any responses? No. What? No. (laughs) (laughs) Really? It was boring? Nobody, uh, didn't we send over the uh, EVPs and stuff? Nobody went and said anything. It well, it was in the episode. I mean, that was a that was a fun one because not only were we doing the story, but we actually experienced it. I asked my daughter because she's actually listening right. to us. They will tell us. Yeah, and she was gonna tell me today because I was like, "Hey, did you listen?" She's like, "I oh my god, <laughs> he sounds like an actual man." Oh, so Serena was listening. Mm-hmm. Y'all, back on track, ADD girl. (laughs) Um, She was listening, and we were talking, and I'm like, so... Oh, she wanted to know the scoop on the guy you read. Oh. She was like... Tell tell (laughs) me what happened. But I didn't... We didn't get to talk about that, because the baby woke up, so... I told her, I said, I'll call you with the deets later. Uh, Anyways. Oh, yeah. That was a good time. It was fun. Carlene and I were just talking about, like, all the strange noises that take place at her house. Because she's got, like, cameras facing... Everywhere. Everywhere. (laughs) And her backyard one, she actually got one where it sounds like somebody saying, in the microphone, Yeah. help me. Help me. I guess we're safe to say, like, what we think was being said on the... Oh, yeah. Last episodes. Because nobody's listening. (laughs) People are listening. They're busy. Yeah. They're busy. Okay. They're listening right now. What did we think? What did we think? Okay, so the first part where it was like... Oh, right, right. It sounded like Alma. In the wells. It sounded, to me, sounded like it said Alma. And then the second part... But then I, I think I listened to it more and I'm wondering if it was saying like, no, that doesn't sound right. I don't know. I remember thinking, oh, I wonder if this is what it said. Go if ahead. If you haven't listened, go back and listen to the last episode. Because it, it kind of, it does. It goes, oh, oh, that, And that one was super it goes, clear. Oh, my, I'm going to get you. <laughs> Please don't say that. <laughs> Okay, so the weird thing about it is I was 
outside the window looking in at her mm-hmm. right before that happened. I was just like videoing you mm-hmm. talking to whatever was. Yeah. So maybe they were just telling me, Alma is outside the window watching us. That, that one's creepy. That's creepy. Mm-hmm. Right after that, because you're like, do that again. Yeah. And right after that, kind of talking over you at the same time while you're saying right. it. It sounds like somebody's saying, Jesus, I can't. <laughs> like it was like. <laughs> but there was one point where when we were listening, because, yeah, it sounded like. I'm like, where'd the male voice come in? Yeah. Like, it sounds like it's talking right next to me. Right. So that was crazy. But the weird thing is that we heard the. Right. But we didn't hear that other part because we heard that with our ears when we were listening back. Right. But, but we didn't hear that other part until we, like, sectioned it out and magnified it. Yeah. So it was really weird. And it was super creepy. Then we were like, wait, where'd that come from? Yeah. Didn't hear that. So I'm sorry if we spoiled it for you if you haven't listened to the last episode. You should go listen so you could be like, what are these fools talking about? Yeah. If, if it doesn't sound like that, let us know. Right. I uh, There's some interesting stuff happening on my uh, back porch, though. Mm-hmm. That was creepy. It did sound mm-hmm. like it said... Well, cause like you ha- you heard like there it's like somebody like talking into the speaker and then all of a sudden you, you hear the whisper on top of it mm-hmm. like the distortion of somebody like yelling almost but you can't make out anything mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you hear I don't know whatever at first I thought I said fuck you and I was like wait I don't get that kind of energy around here but you and others have said help me so that's what it says. <laughs> I don't know why I got so Your brain out. went there? Yeah. Why would I do that to myself? <laughs> Probably because I don't sleep and your brain plays tricks on you when you don't sleep. Yeah. We kind of got a cool story today and it's a little mm. bit of, it feels like a mixture of haunted house and a little bit of true crime, possibly. Uh, I'd say a lot of true crime. Yeah. And haunted. some intersection with some other things that we've done, mm-hmm. like... I don't know. We'll talk about it. <laughs> and go. And go. So we're going to talk about the Jean Harlow house. Have you guys heard about this? Have you heard of Jean Harlow? Jean Harlow. She was a sexy actress she back was in the day. The OG blonde bombshell. But so young. So, so young. So young. Like, she was like 19. Our daughter's mm-hmm. age. Well, like, when, when she, she was died married and got married and died yeah well when she married him she was 21 yeah that's crazy and and would she have three marriages by the time she died and she hadn't even hit 30 yeah i don't want to run anything but that's pretty crazy like she had i was looking at photos of her today Uh uh-huh and i'm just like one she did not look her age she looked older she did look older poor girl had really been through it but she lived a very full life for being so young yeah it's just sad like she was like what 26 i think she was 26 yeah Yeah. it's so young so young it's crazy so i'm gonna start out with hollywood and la in general seems to be a pretty haunted town all the way around la is haunted yes i mean why do you think so much i don't know i mean well i mean it grew really fast and there's a lot of tragedy there. Right. So, so many people that go there and have broken dreams with mm-hmm. high aspirations and yeah. murder, suicide. They just get let down by the whole 
and and it's it's not just the ones that don't make it through the grinder it's the ones that actually make it mm-hmm. into fame and i think what we see like somebody being famous and wealthy and you think that they have it all they really don't they really have to deal with so much bullshit it's really tragic she was born harleen which is weird harleen harlow carpenter yeah and she ends up taking her mom's name her mom's actual name is jean harlow as her stage name and then her mom thereafter is called she calls her mama jean yeah i'm sure her mom didn't mind because her mom had such aspirations to be the actress she was like a total stage mom yeah she was vicariously living through her daughter yeah totally like even mm. like i didn't put this in here but i think it was on one of the youtubes that i was listening to they were mm. talking about like she really didn't care it seemed like she didn't really care about the whole movie biz but her mom moved them out to oh, hollywood she didn't care yeah she, and, that wasn't her dream right and she went she was kind of like just being an extra in a lot of movies yeah and then she was she was just kind of dared yeah by a friend of hers Mm -hmm. well and then like okay so like a friend of hers went to an audition Mm -hmm. and they bypassed the friend and they're like we want you blah 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 and so she's like nah goes home to her mom and i don't know if this is true or not Mm -hmm. or if it's just hearsay but goes home and tells her mom and her mom's like well what'd you do and she's like I told him no, and her mom slapped her. Oh, really? I, yeah. Um, uh, you know what? I can kind of see that just because her mom, you know, I mean, her mom from where she grew up, where'd she grow up? Kansas. Mm-hmm. So she grows up in Kansas. Then she, her mom moves her to LA after her parents Divorcing got, her dad. Yeah. yeah. And her sole reason for doing that was because her mom wanted to be the actress. Mm-hmm. And so then, you know, when... They end up moving back to Kansas or wherever they moved. And then when she gets married at how old? 16? Mm-hmm. She's pretty young. Yeah, she was 16 to a 20-year-old, right? Mm-hmm. She gets married to him. He is the money man. Mm-hmm. They moved back to California. Then Mama is like, hmm. I'm going to ride that money train. Exactly. So that's how she ends up back in California. Right. Am I running any of your story? No. So then she moves back to California. I didn't really go into her total backstory because I was oh. hearing Carlene in the back of my head saying, why it doesn't matter. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it, this part does just because it kind of explains like her main goal wasn't even to be an actress. And she, she and the fact that she was married three times and that the men get older and older. OK, so the story on this first guy kind of changes. The one story I heard was. They had a lot of money, so obviously they weren't working and they were just living the high life. Mm -hmm. And they kind of were bored, so of course they drink a lot. And then that kind of, I guess, kind of runs their relationship. And then that's when she kind of gets stared into the acting gig and finds herself and whatever. But Mama comes into the picture and is, uh, I think, influencing a lot of things, too. And it was also said that Mom had something to do with breaking them up. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. She seems like she was pretty heavy-handed in her life. She was really happy and didn't protest that her daughter, 16-year-old, is marrying a 20-year-old because he was rich. Mm Mm-hmm. And they were moving to California, and she was riding that train. Mm-hmm. And mom ended up with some Italian guy. Some said that he was part of the mafia or something. I don't know. Yeah, about I heard that. that. Yeah, I only heard that brief little. 
blurb of that. They both were riding on her coattail. And Big she time. was like, I just don't think that was her true blue self. Nope. That was her mom. Right. And so then she ends up on this dare. And where are you going? So, yeah, at some point she meets Howard Hughes and mm-hmm. he puts her in Hell's Angels. Because before this, she's basically, like just I said, doing she's doing gigs. Yeah, she's doing gigs. She's just like an extra in a lot of films. Mm-hmm. So um, and he kind of like catapults her. And like I said, she's Hollywood's original blonde bombshell. Like mm-hmm. everybody else emulates her platinum blonde hair. Yeah. After this, Marilyn Monroe. Like, yeah. A lot of people think Marilyn Monroe was, but it was Jane Harlow was the original. Yeah. Did you see the way she bleached her hair? Yeah. Oh, I was going to. Yeah. So that's... she would, she denied the fact that she even bleached her hair. Yeah. Um, but the color was achieved with the weekly application of ammonia, Clorox bleach, and mm-hmm. Lux soap flakes. <laughs> this crazy. process weakened and damaged Harlow's naturally ash blonde hair. And the process itself is also said to cause kidney damage. Oh, interesting. She also had scarlet fever as a kid. Yeah. That she never really recovered from either. And her kidneys were damaged Mm -hmm. from that. Yeah. Which plays a big part later in her life. Like her life was super long. Can I just say, I came empty handed today. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Let's talk about this. I usually come with my computer. A big ass bag. A big bag. I do my part, but I walked in today and I said I did not understand the assignment. She was like, the dog ate my homework. (laughs) But I did tell you, I researched all week. She did. So I know the story. Right. And so clearly... I know the story, so we got this. We got this. Anyways, at some point, she ends up meeting Paul Byrne. He's a bigwig MGM who had earned the nickname of Hollywood's father confessor. He was a producer, right? Producer, yeah. writer, like he was, yeah. Yeah, he kind of he kind of made a lot of career, like a lot of women's careers. Right. Yeah, which was not, was kind of unheard of because women were not the main stars back no. then. Anyway, I'm well, sorry. the sex symbols, they were, they were, they were but, that. But... That's all they were. Right. He ends up convincing Howard Hughes to let MGM borrow her for a film called The Beast of the City. And her popularity grows after that. Which, and I was getting a lot of, she wasn't that great of an actress. No, they actually admit it. She was a terrible actress. Yeah. But she had a great sense of humor that came across in her acting. And that's what. And then she laid, once they, once they gave her roles where she could be that, that. then she got better at acting. But um, because of him, MGM was able to, because this is another thing that wasn't very common. Do you want some? No. (laughs) (laughs) You you slobbered in it. (laughs) I'm a germaphobe. But she, um, I was possessed. I don't know what got into you. That was the I've funniest never done that. thing. It, no, it was hilarious though. But they said MGM was able to buy her contract for like $5,000 or something like that. Mm, I think they it was said. a little bit more than that. Oh, no, wait. I'm sorry. It was like $30,000, $30, but yeah. she only got, yeah, yeah, she only got a little portion of it. That's right. It was like 30 and then what's his name? Howard Hughes. No, the other guy. Paul Byrne. Paul Byrne. He got a lot out of that. Mm-hmm. Like double that. Yep. But Here's anyway. a little bit of trivia. Yeah. yeah. When mobster Benjamin Bugsy Siegel came to Hollywood to expand casino operations, yeah. Harlow became the informal what? godmother of Siegel's eldest daughter. What? Mal- I want to say Maleficent, but her name is Millicent. <laughs> oh, Millicent. 
Really? Yeah. Hmm. That's yeah. interesting. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. All that research and I never saw that. Well, I read it. I think in Wikipedia. Oh, that's the only thing I didn't read was Wikipedia. Isn't that crazy? And I just like scan Wikipedia this Mm -hmm. time to make sure that I had, because it usually has like all the main deeds. Yeah. But I was like, that's an interesting. Yeah. That's the only thing I didn't read. I read all these trivia. I think I have like four different articles on my phone. Okay. So her and Paul Byrne, they end up hooking up. Mm-hmm. And I guess this surprises everybody because Paul Byrne not only is twenty years her senior. Number one, she was known for not dating actors. Like right, she right. she was like had a strict thing about that. But <laughs> he he was short. He was balding. Yeah, he wasn't very good. belly. Yeah, he wasn't very attractive. No, and she was like he was this a nerdy little little guy, sexy bombshell. Could have had anybody. Yeah, and. Well, but I guess they like said in she the was power very, dynamic right. of Hollywood, I guess it makes sense. Yeah, but they said the real life her was just like the sweetest person. Like she was a genuinely nice person. Did we cover the fact that her mom called her baby? Oh, no, we haven't said that part yet. And she had that persona like very and so childlike. That, that carried on. Yeah. People called her the baby. The baby. Because mm-hmm. her mom called her the baby. Did we mention this was in the 30s? Oh, by the way, this was, yeah. <laughs> in the 30s. When Hollywood was just kind of... Was I mean, it the golden Holly- era? Yeah, I mean, it really didn't start, the like, the, the movies. Because she got that Hells Angel gig because um, that was supposed to be a silent film. Right. And it was like a Norwegian actress. And they were making it into an actual... Mm, speaking film. Mm-hmm. A talkie. So, talkie. And so they got her. Hey, Philip. To do it. I know what a talkie is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We should have Philip on for this. And then they actually did um, like a Technicolor or something on there, too. What do they call it? Like a tri-level color? I don't know. They called it some kind of term. But it was the like first time ever done, I think, in that film. Anyway, it's a big deal. Yeah. We we should ask Philip about that. (laughs) (laughs) He's probably seen it. You should educate us on that. Okay, so and I you meant learning about her. She was just her short life, but it was. I love that era, though. I love. Oh yeah, I love all the movie stars and the Lucille Ball and all those people and their fancy furry coats and but their learning drama. the backstory, like the ugly stuff that mm-hmm. went on behind all the scenes. Them, like, uh... have you seen the movie about Lucille Ball and Ricky Ricardo? No, it kind of bummed me out. <laughs> I was hoping for a better start, like a better love. I mean, they still loved each other, even though it wasn't like a perfect. They ended up getting divorced and everything, but they still had a friendship. Uh, Betty Davis and... Oh. Why can't I think of her name? No More Wire Hangers. No More Wire Hangers. They were like, weren't they like arch enemies? Yeah. Because they they fought for each other's roles or something. Who's 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 the bigger star? Yeah. And they were both aging out basically yeah i would have loved to be like but betty davis she was like she was wicked i would not have messed with her i wouldn't either because she was like (laughs) nope i'm gonna mess with her she gave no fucks no but the glamour oh my gosh you can't get that glamour back no like even their reward shows and even just going to that place that we did that one story on like what was it it turned into a bar or something it was mm. a mm-hmm. everybody like they'd the comedy all get, club place yeah and they'd all get all dolled up and 
put right. on their best and everybody I don't know I think it would be I'd love to go back into that time and just kind of as party we walk with around the house in our flip-flops and yeah like a people don't even dress up and go to church anymore remember when I was a kid we dressed up to go to the airport mm-hmm. like going on an airplane you should dress up they well because they required you to yeah I remember more. like I don't know if we were like on standby but one of my my second cousins he was a flight attendant mm-hmm. and my grandmother had died or my grandfather had died and he told us we needed to dress up because it was a privilege mm. like it was a requirement yeah I mean, we always dressed up it took me a while to get used to not dressing up mm-hmm. and now there was a girl we were at the airport once just recently and they were actually turning her away because she wasn't dressed enough Dude, all the shit that's going on in airlines lately, like people have no decorum on the airplanes. No. They were like, um, like yeah, all that nine eleven shit has gone out the window, and they don't give any fucks about no. like the shit that they do on the airplane. People are crazy. There's actually on YouTube, I have watched. You know, like they all show all the Karen videos. Mm-hmm. I'll watch all the people that go crazy on airplanes, mm-hmm. and it is. I'd be terrified if I was a There was attendant. one chick that I was just watching lately. She literally thought, like, she had her own, like, <laughs> little headset with the microphone. She thought she was giving a head talk. No. A TED talk. A head talk. A head talk. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Drinking out of the bottle. Yeah. We need, you need a nipple on it? I'm going to buy you a nipple to put on there. <laughs> A TED Talk. Like, it was like she literally was walking up and down the... They're, like, trying to close in on her and trying to, like, you know, deal with the situation. She's a passenger. She's a passenger. What the fuck is she She had on, like, the headset. She said she bought it especially to get... And she was, like, you know... I don't even want to get into what she was discussing, but it was hilarious. What? It was hilarious. hilarious. They, They got her off. Oh, my gosh. But they're having to divert whole plane trips like people are like having to like so pissed me too i'm on an airplane going let's say i'm going to chicago and they have to turn right back around Mm -hmm. and then you miss your flight or your connection and you have Mm -hmm. to oh my god i would be so pissed Mm -hmm. i would be pissed yeah and you better like be glad that i don't have superpowers and can't like (laughs) laser beam my eyes through you because that would piss me off right no. Anyways. So behave on the airplane. Please. And gosh, people just like be nice get to over those. yourselves. I want to say be nice to those parents. Some airline attendants, though, I'm watching, they get on these power trips. Like they know that doesn't take much to kick you off. Right. And they escalate it. Like you don't have to do that. You can. Some of those videos I watch and I'm like, you did not have to take it there. There was a better way to handle that. I think they're just like. They're over it. Their patience is like super thin but yeah i have seen a couple of those too all right so back to jean harlow so you mentioned the fact that he ended up buying her contract she was 21 and they signed her he convinces them to sign her on um and that was like april 1932 so later that year burn surprises her by purchasing an extravagant bavarian home at 9820 easton drive in benedict canyon los angeles as a wedding gift when they said that, I thought, oh, this place is a mansion. But then I heard it was just like a two-bedroom, two-bath kind of little place. Really? It looks huge. Yeah, but then I I know. And I saw pictures, and it's it's got like the little bungalow in the back, and mm-hmm. then it's got the big staircase, and it's a two-story. So I'm like, no. 
See what I mean? But I did read something where it made really good use of space, and mm. it made it look bigger than it actually was. Oh, so okay, that's maybe that's true because yeah. like this huge staircase took up a big part of the house. Big and, wooden staircase. Yeah, it was that was beautiful. Mm-hmm. But they also had weird embellishments, like. <laughs> They were almost kind of like gargoyle-like, but They're they were faces people, people, of people he, he knows. knew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's weird. I was hoping you were going to bring that up. Yeah. I was like, please talk about it. Yeah. They said he would tell you who everybody was. Right. Or what they were meant to be. Mm-hmm. Except for one. Yeah. Which is interesting. Dun, dun, dun. dun Which dun, dun. I think, you know, you'll probably circle back to that one right well i didn't get any of the now. names of the well we don't people. know who i mean I don't well they did know. have did they? somebody had mentioned them oh. but yeah okay but the last one is the most important one because that one is like look it up while we're talking the people the people mm. the purple the people, people the people the people in the walls the oh, people that the are people. carved into the house it's a 1930 craftsman style house with its stone stairways honeycomb glass windows a towering turret that make the house look as if it was plucked from a fairy tale movie set and it really does it it mm-hmm. looks like it was it's like in a german forest like just came right out of it really is completely out of place yeah it looks i'm uh, sorry this hollywood romance was not made in heaven as it was rumored that their marriage was tumultuous and that he was a notorious womanizer and that he was also supposedly impotent and right. could not satisfy his young bride which other stories seem mm. to contradict that yeah i don't think so because if he's a womanizer well maybe i don't know he could be oh, a wait, womanizer did you, or not did you say something about him being homosexual no not yet but that's just a rumor. I, th- I that don't think that's even... true either. I just now read that. I didn't read that on anything else except for this. Yeah. And I'm actually just trying to find... I feel like because of everything that happened, mm-hmm. I feel like the studio was trying to make him out to be something else mm-hmm. in order not to tarnish her. Right. They were just trying to save her. Because she was their investment. Mm-hmm. But... We're getting ahead of ourselves. Sorry. Another rumor was that he had beat Harlow severely with a walking stick on their wedding night. I didn't hear that until the podcast I heard today, right before I came. Yeah, I was looking for that everywhere. I actually Mm -hmm. just found it on what website. Yeah, and they think that that, like some people have speculated, and I just think this is like speculation, Mm -hmm. pure speculation, that it had something to do with how she passes away a few years later. Mm Mm-hmm. And he was also holding on to a secret. By some accounts, two months and others, it's four months into their marriage. On September 5th, 1932, Paul was found naked and dead by the butler with a gunshot wound to his head and a 35 caliber revolver in his hands sprawled across their bedroom bathroom. An examination of the scene found that Burns' body was absolutely saturated with his wife's favorite perfume. Which, that's weird. Really weird. Yet, there was a bathing suit found by the pool that did not belong to her, as well as two wine glasses, and more ominously, a spot of blood. And that, again, the story changes with whoever you're listening to. Right. Jean herself had not been home that night, as she was sent by Byrne to her mother's house for the evening, which is another thing that some people like the story, is that they had a fight and she left. Right, right. And... Most of the stories out there was that he he had sent her away for the evening. Right. Um, they, he told her to go to the mom's. 
And then weirdly, the butler, instead of calling the police, first calls MGM headquarters and studio execs Louis B. Mayer and Irving Thalberg. And they were the first ones to arrive at the scene two hours before police arrived. That's not weird. You don't think it's weird? Yes, of course I think it's weird. <laughs> a suicide- I don't think that's uncommon because I think there's... Uh, so a many power famous structure. people. Yeah, I think so many famous people are so into like they want to control the story. Mm-hmm. So they try and get to it before. You know, I, mean, I was thinking that the butler was a plant by the MGM oh. Studios because they. It seemed like they controlled a lot of things. Oh yeah, and he he was basically working for them. Mm. Because why would he call? Why would he call MGM Studios? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean... He's a butler. Yeah, why wouldn't he just instinctively call the police? Mm-hmm. Why would his first instinct be to call MGM? Mm-hmm. Unless he's told to right. do something like that. Like, he's security, not really a butler. Right. I don't know. That's my... I didn't read that anywhere. That's... That <sighs> We're just making came that out up. My, yeah, I'm just making that up. Okay. So, a suicide note was found in the bedroom by them, the execs. Right. And it said, Dearest dear, unfortunately... This is the only way to make good the frightful wrong I have done you and wipe out my abject humiliation. I love you, Paul. And then under that says, you understand that last night was only a comedy. Yeah, so some people think that that's not really a suicide note, that those execs planted it. Yeah. That it was just a note that was there. And they're like, yeah, that sounds like a suicide note. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then other people say that that wasn't even his handwriting. Oh, right. The secretary. Who said his secretary? The secretary and Mm -hmm. the butler. Or somebody. Right. The gardener. The gardener stated that it wasn't Burns handwriting. Right. Well, the gardener, no. I guess if he wrote a check or something. Or he writes notes and says, this is what I want you to do. Right. Burn secretary, Mrs. Harrison, said she felt it was a murder. I mean, how often, if it was two months, like two months, like how many times did he write the gardener something? Mm -hmm. Like, it just is bizarre. It is very weird. Burn secretary, Mrs. Harrison, said she felt it was a murder. At one point, Mm -hmm. Mary even took the suicide note in an attempt to protect Harlow, but the man in charge of the studio's public relations, Howard Strickling, convinced him to turn it over to the police, which, I mean, he probably took it so that he could rewrite it. (laughs) I don't know. Right. Oh, I wouldn't doubt that it was manipulated. Yeah. Police didn't arrive until two hours after the MGM executives did, and by that time, the scene they encountered had most certainly been compromised in order to protect their financial interest in their movie star. Burns Cook would add that on the night of Burns' death, she saw an unknown woman on the property, which would possibly account for the bathing suit of a woman that was not Harlow's. Right. That was found by the pool. Mm-hmm. The story gets even weirder when it is found that Burns had a common-law wife that he had still been supporting financially. Her name was Dorothy Millette. Though his relationship with Millette had ended upon a committal to a sanatorium on the East Coast in the 1920s, Byrne still stayed in touch with her and supported her. Totally took care of her. Did. Still. Yes. Mm-hmm. In the months before his wedding to Harlow, he recommended Millette hotels in San Francisco where she was planning a trip. He even offered to fund it. He signed it, my love and best wishes always. Mm. So obviously there was Mm -hmm. some sort of mutual friendship. Mm. I mean, because this is the 30s. It was the 20s when she was committed to, like in some 
of what I heard, it sounded like he had committed her. No, but she was able to get herself out. Yeah, it it sounded like it was just, it wasn't like, like one of those cuckoo houses that you go to and you can't get out. Right. It was like. She was able to get A out. very cushy place where mm-hmm. she just needed to go get it, her shit together. It was like a little resort. Time. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it sounded like. I can't find. Oh, it's okay. The figurines. It's not that important. But. We should just go ahead and tell people that one of the faces on the that he had carved into the house is a is supposedly uh, Dorothy Millette. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Did you read that? No. You didn't. Mm-mm. You didn't know that. No. Well, that's why I was like because they left the big... it like a mystery. Like oh the, no, what that's... I was listening to. Oh. Okay. So could it have been Millette that the cook had seen? I'm gonna add that. There is one other woman in his life. He was rumored to have been also... What? While he was married to Harlow, Uh dating his secretary. What? Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. I didn't hear that. Yeah, oh, I read my that in several goodness. different places. So, so interesting. So there's that as well. Could it have been Millette that the cook had seen? Well, adding even more mystery to the situation, the fact that Millette drowned herself by jumping from the Delta King River boat on California's Sacramento River two days after Byrne's death added an element of believability to this theory. Was this an act of guilt or of despair as Byrne's death would mean she would also now be destitute because he was supporting her? She didn't have a job. No. And, I mean, everything was going to go to his real law wife. Right. Byrne's death would, uh, would ultimately be ruled a suicide. So no foul play was considered and I don't know about that. Wait a minute. No foul play. No, they say that she killed herself. Yeah, yeah but he, he killed himself. Well, he killed himself, yeah. but they think she killed him and then went and killed herself. Mm-hmm. You said that, One right? of the, no? that's one of the theories. Right. They think, but then somebody was like, that doesn't even make sense because that it's a 10 hour trip right. back then. Right. They didn't have a fast way to get someplace right. you know so for her to get there and somebody said they saw her mm-hmm. but then to get to where she was 10 hours like it just didn't make sense mm-hmm. that she was the woman yeah they could have and they that. didn't identify her the cook they never mm-hmm. said that the cook identified her uh, as the woman she mm-hmm. just said a strange a woman. woman was there yeah so no i don't think so I don't know that it could have been I mean, been would hurt. it make sense, like, if he had the history... If he had the history of being a womanizer and he had some jilted lover there... Mm-hmm. I mean, somebody definitely jealous to be dousing him with her perfume. perfume. Like, I'm tired of he- smelling her on you. Yeah, here, you smell like her. Yeah. Die with her smell on you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And then this was questioned question later on, like, mm-hmm. in subsequent years, like, so... A- I think it was like in the 70s, like some guy in Playboy magazine ends up writing an article like, you know, because Playboy was like right. the bastion of crime solving. Right. right. <laughs> Anyways, he writes an article and they end up reopening the case. Right. Yeah. What yeah. was that? Did you say that was like in the 60s? I think it was in the 60s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they end up closing it there after, not too mm-hmm. long after because, you know, Playboy. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. And then somebody else, like, I think it was one of his friends, somebody that knew him that actually had worked for MGM, mm-hmm. ends up writing a book. Oh, really? Yeah. And he didn't think that he 
I think, I don't they know. They didn't think he, I, I think there were a lot of people that didn't yeah, think. Yeah, they questioned he, whether he. he had his suicidal. own. He yeah. had suicidal ideations. That the, yeah, he went through his own yeah. shit. This guy ends up saying that he did he did suffer that. Like he had mm-hmm. mentioned suicide before. So. I think he did. You think he committed suicide? I don't know. I keep going back and forth with it because I'm like, oh, well, that's a good point. I mean, somebody could have killed him. I The fact that he was naked, I it's almost like he just had sex with somebody. They said that there were two wine glasses, the drop of blood, the... The swimsuit. The, uh, yeah, the swimsuit, the other one. Okay, so blah, blah, blah. But could that have been planted there by MGM? Could have been. Why the drop of blood, though? I don't know. So... If he was with another woman, let, what if, oh my gosh, maybe he's talking to me. What if, (laughs) I'm kidding, by the way. What if he just had sex with this woman and in the middle of sex, he called her another woman's name, probably Jean Harlow. Right. And then that's why he was naked because they just did the nasty. Mm -hmm. And then they were probably arguing and then she like threw per- Jean Harlow's perfume on him. Mm-hmm. Was like, "Oh, you want hers on my bed?" Throwing shit at him, right? Right. And then shot him in a fit of rage. Huh? You like my story? That's interesting. Yeah, passion. You know, people like, do some crazy shit. Hey, you know, what do you think of that movie? Okay, <laughs> Philip. <laughs> Every time we he's do gonna our... tell you that movie was already made. I know. Every time we do our podcast, I'm gonna make a movie and go, "What do you think of that movie, <laughs> Philip?" <laughs> Anyways, also of course, Gene Harlow comes under suspicion mostly by the public because you know people are talking, right. people are like wagging their tongues. And it's kind of sad they had to rebuild her whole reputation. Yeah, but... and. They said that she even Wait, she, tried to commit suicide. Right. Like, she tried to attempt it. Did you see how, they, how she, her reputation got rebuilt? It was awful. Well, they forced her to marry. She married again. Because oh. the studio arranged the marriage. Oh, really? Yeah, because she... I like, thought it was because she... Because, again, it's another older man. And he kind of took care of her. And she, she ended up just marrying him but she was doing a movie that was almost identical to what she was going through and that she did this like um they dubbed the song because i guess apparently she couldn't sing but after she sang the song first she does this whole speaking part and then she sings the song and it like wins everybody over people just cannot tell the difference between her acting role and her real life who she really is yeah, so after she did that, which it was like, it was about a woman whose husband commits suicide, but people thought she murdered him and blah, blah, blah. Oh it, my was, God. it was her story. So basically, she was reliving the nightmare. I didn't read that. As an actress. They showed it. Oh. it like, they showed it in the docu- in one uh, of the documentaries. That's crazy. They showed her going, like, it happening. And it was that's heart-wrenching. That's fucked up. I actually started that is crying for up. her. Because it was so totally sad. totally fucked up. Yeah, so she's standing in front of this audience, and then they're all like, ah, clapping, and I'm just like, oh my god, this is horrendous. Apparently, she never testified or spoke publicly about Burns' death for the rest of her life. Mm, I don't blame. I you. think on what, like, she never even like got questioned by the police because MGM protected her. They like closed ranks around her, and they're yeah. like, she's devastated. She mm-hmm. can't. We have her sedated. Yeah, basically, <laughs> and that she's tried to kill herself. Like she's like. 
totally overwrought over this whole Mm -hmm. thing. Anyways, Mm -hmm. I think she was asked by somebody and she's basically said, I don't know anything about that. Basically. Oh, really? Yeah. She's just like, nope. Yeah. Anyways, Harlow would move out of the mansion and remarry, but she would tragically die of kidney failure or uremic poisoning in 1937 at the young age of 26, which people speculate has to do with (laughs) coming back full circle to the fact that he beat her Mm -hmm. and caused kidney damage. But you really mentioned the fact s- that she already had uh, what scarlet was it? fever, scarlet fever as mm-hmm. young, and also the whole thing with the her dyeing her hair that horrible method. Right, they did it weekly. Oh yeah, every so she only got Sunday off. Yeah, and Sunday was her bleach day. That's fucked up. So that could have caused the kidney damage right there, yeah. right? I yeah. mean, the things we do for unrealistic <laughs> beauty attributes, like clearly, I don't. I mean, uh, over the years, over enough. the hundreds of thousands of years mm-hmm. that women had have, ex- have existed, high heels. Mm-hmm. What did they used to do? Like the the Oriental women, like they would bind their feet. Oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, the ballerinas. Just the, the garter belt oh things. Oh, my God. I mean, like cinching your waist in so you can't break. Women would break their ribs to make their waist this skinny. Yeah. I mean, that's insanity. Even in this century, like mm-hmm. in the last, I'm going to say 20, 30 years, Spanx. 20 years. Can you say Spanx? People have like <laughs> had ribs removed. Yes. Surgically yeah. removed. Yeah. That's happens now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let alone the shit we do to our faces, like plumping your lips and and putting nose. You know what Botox is? That's poison. You're putting that shit in your face, in your lips, in your eyes. Have you ever seen pictures of like the really old women that have had tons of (laughs) Mm -hmm. plastic surgery, and they just like it's like you don't know what this the effects of certain things are until like 30 mm-hmm. 40 years down the road and you see some of these women and you're like oh my god mm-hmm. that that's frightening like the cheek filler and and then it like the their lips. faces yeah their faces are all fucked up it's sad yeah anyways like when you that's that those are your signs of wisdom Look, i've like totally <laughs> i fight it i yeah we fight it we, i mean i exfoliate we Feel my skin. I exfoliated the shit out of it today. Is it soft? So soft. Am I soft? <laughs> oh, yeah. She's soft. I don't know. <laughs> but we exfoliate. We Like, do that's masks. why the beauty industry mm-hmm. is, like, one of the, the biggest industries out there. Because they, they make money off of our insecurities. Right? <laughs> Let's just put right. it that way. Oh, all right. So, moving on. Because we want to get to the ghost stuff. Because that was... I mean, you guys. Oh, we did. We did go on a long time with that. Didn't yeah, we, we did. We talked. It was. It was a lot. It was, it was a lot. Cool. All right. So in 1963, mm-hmm. Jay Sebring. Um, he's a celebrity Hollywood hairdresser at the time. He purchases the house. Mm-hmm. No, if you don't know who Jay Sebring is, you may know who his very famous clients are. Girl. Well, he had a lot of clients, but his girlfriend at the time mm. in 1963. Mm-hmm was actress Sharon Tate. Uh-huh. And if you don't know who Sharon Tate is, you've been living under a fucking rock. I'm sorry. He is the reason men have like 
actual haircuts now. Not just a buzz cut. Not all have the same cuts. Like right. he actually is the reason like there's men styles now. Is he really? Mm-hmm. He did not know that. That's the only the... reason I know who Jay Sebring mm-hmm. is is because I fucking watched Helter Skelter. Oh, I haven't seen that. <laughs> I I mean I knew who Sharon mm-hmm. Tate was, but I didn't like know. Oh. And then also um, well, a lot Once of upon people... a time in Hollywood. Did oh, you see that? I've seen that. What? And a lot of people don't know who he is. And he's kind of like his, even his, I think it was one of his siblings was just kind of like, it's kind of messed up because everybody knows Sharon Tate was murdered. Right. But they don't know the other three others. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. And the fact that she was pregnant. So if you don't know who Sharon Tate is, she was an actress. Beautiful. Beautiful actress. Um, she ends up marrying after her relationship with Jay. Ends up marrying Roman Polanski, who's a famous director. And they were still friends with Jay. Jay. Yeah, she was like he was her best friend. Mm-hmm. But before that, before she breaks up with him, before she breaks up with Jay, right? She's staying at Jay's house, right? Which used to be Jean Harlow's house. Yes. Yeah. So we'll go into that. She gives an. She ends up giving an interview to some guy. Did I mess you up? In 1968. No. Okay. Um, and she tells this really eerie story. Like this guy, the guy that interviewed her, his name is Dick Kleiner, mm-hmm. and he asks her if she had. E- <laughs> Here comes the twelve-year-old. Kleiner. <laughs> Not like recliner. Uh, you you want a Dick Kleiner? Dick Kleiner. <laughs> Did you Dick Kleiner? Okay. Sorry. <laughs> oh my heavens. Right. Okay. You're not even drinking because Oh, I don't know. I'm so tired tonight. I know you are. She was up all night mm-hmm. with her cameras. All night. No, with spirit. Yeah. But the cameras. She had she had yeah, she had an interesting reading <laughs> last night. Yeah. So sometimes sure. that keeps her up. Pretty sure they were just I don't know what was happening, but spirit had me up all night. Yeah, all night. So, anyways, she's she gives us she tells him the story about what happened to her when she was there one night. She's up in Jay's room. He he asks her. Did I say he asked her if mm. she ever experienced anything supernatural? And she told him about this terrifying experience in the former Jean Harlow house mm. one night while sleeping in the bedroom where Byrne died. She was like tossing and turning. She just like felt like something wasn't right. She was having like a sleepless night. Right. Like she, Carlene's last night. Yeah, exactly <laughs> like Carlene's. Maybe that maybe hey, it was hey. prepping you oh. for today. Maybe it was Paul Byrne. Oh. Saying, mm-hmm. Help oh. me. Oh my god. Oh, I just got goosebumps. Okay. Alright. So she ends up seeing at some point, like mm-hmm. in the night, this creepy little ghostly man. She says little. Yeah. Ghostly she, man. She makes it sound like he was like a little midget, but I'm assuming. Well, because he was a small man. He was he was small. He scuttles in. I don't like the word scuttle. <laughs> scuttle. He scuttles into her bedroom, and soon she soon realized it was Paul Byrne, because obviously she knows the stories yeah. about the house. And she said it was like he was looking for something. Yeah. He but didn't even. He didn't acknowledge her. Yeah. He like, was just like maybe it was a residual? like a replay or something. Like a residual. Yeah. So he's like desperately searching mm-hmm. for something in the house. Mm-hmm. So she runs out of the bedroom. Well, yeah. I think and, even me having. But I know. Well, if somebody scuttled into my bedroom and it was a ghostly apparition. (laughs) I think I'd be like, what are you doing? And then 
you're not answering me, so I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> when I was reading this, I like was picturing Mr. Burns from Oh my god <laughs> Simpsons scuttling into her room. Man with his nose and that's funny. That's hilarious. Okay, so she runs out of the bedroom towards the stairs mm-hmm. and there she sees a different ghostly figure and this mm-hmm. one is tied to the staircase mm-hmm. and his throat is slashed and bleeding. his or her it was well she didn't she didn't know she didn't know the gender mm-hmm. it so it could have been her. yeah it could have been her him but she like i think maybe everybody's it's albert <laughs> this one's doing it she's like this god they're so freaking pretty i love my puppies they're so pretty they drive me fucking crazy but i love them all right so she sees this figure and it's it's, so it's apparently tied to the staircase mm-hmm. which is super eerie super. and so she thinks that it's either her or jay but i think people have speculated that think it is she, jay i thought she wasn't even like thinking of it being i don't did she think it was them i don't know because i think every article is different yeah because i was like some of them are like she, she was sure it was and then the last article i just read was she didn't, she didn't know, know if it was, was a guy or girl yeah like she didn't have she, a, it was just a, a, a weird and it's throat was slashed yes so i think that the whole j part was probably mm-hmm. like added on later after everything happened yeah because then people were like she fucking had a premonition or he was showing her a premonition and she didn't even know it but was he showing her a premonition or or spirit itself yeah who knows I like think people assume that her? he was doing it because he showed up in the bedroom first. Yeah. And oh, then yeah. she went down and made a drink and that night was over. And then that was like another, either she woke up again or it was another night and she had that, yeah. that vision. Crazy. She called it a premonition. She called it herself. Did she? Called okay. it a premonition. Then she did know. Um, little did she know Paul Burns' ghost had possibly visited Tate as a warning of what was to come. Mm. Racing past this ghastly scene, she hurried into the living room, trying to find where Jay kept his liquor, because she fucking needed a drink. Oh, it was that same night, then. Yeah. When she couldn't find anything, she suddenly got a strong urge to push on one of the bookcases, which is what? really weird to me. This feels like a movie. And she stumbles on the bookcase. Oh, right. This is where... Okay, right. Okay. Right, right. Which revealed the sought-after bar. Right. Shaking with fright by this time, she poured herself a drink mm-hmm. to steady her nerves. She suddenly got another urge to tear away the wallpaper along the base that of the bar. That was weird. That was weird. Revealing a solid copper base. Mm-hmm. She then walked back up the stairs, past the ghastly apparition on the stairs, past the creepy <laughs> little man who was now pacing the hallway. Weird. Back to her bed, where she passed the fuck out. Mm-hmm. The next morning, she thought she had a terrible dream, but mm-hmm. realized it had all happened when she saw the copper-based bar and the wallpaper she had removed That's the night so before. Freaky. Isn't that weird? Yeah so freaky nope no thank you so if you guys don't know who (laughs) sharon tate is she was killed by the manson family cult Mm -hmm. when was it in august 9th 1969 it was her she was pregnant like seven months pregnant at this point she's married to roman polanski Mm -hmm. and he's away yeah he's out out of the country or something yeah he was filming something Mm -hmm. and but the people that were there at the house J.C. Bring again. Hold on, not at not, not a, at that house. Not at that house. It's a different house. The Yellow Drive. Yeah, I think they're all in the kind of the same neighborhood, but Are I'm they? not sure. I don't know. That's just kind of what I was gathering. 
the same, like in the hills. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. So Go yeah, ahead. this is Cielo Drive where they were, where they ended up. Right. It was J.C. Bring Abigail Folger from the Folgers, the industry. Folger family, mm-hmm. like dynasty. Abigail's boyfriend. And boyhood friend of her husband, Roman Polanski. And I can't really... I'm going <laughs> to fuck up his name. I'm sorry. It's Wojciech Frakowski. Oh. I don't know. And I don't have the computer to read it for me like you do. <laughs> yeah. That, no, that looks good. That sounds I, good. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh-huh. Okay. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wojciech Frakowski. Um, yeah. They were viciously murdered. Yeah. Like... By the Manson family yeah at for the behest, no reason at the behest of manson for no reason yeah no reason just it's not crazy. like he was like i know that he he knew somebody who stayed there and it wasn't that he that person wasn't even there anymore right oh yeah that? and so that's why he went there but person wasn't even there for anymore. some reason they, i was thinking that we had did this story before but i guess mm-hmm. we didn't no mm-hmm but I feel like it intersects with so many other things we've done mm, before. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the guy that stayed at the Cecil Hotel. Oh, Ramirez. Yeah. But I will say, that's why I was like, oh, are we doing the hauntings on this? Because that little area is a hot spot. What they think is like that whole... That's why I think it's all in the same neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Because like that whole little area has been labeled or like scientifically found to have like this geo hotspot or whatever for activity for geoelectric activity or something like that so it makes it more of a hotspot for paranormal stuff to happen oh so that house that i was originally thought you were talking about like the only thing that made sense was all of the whole story right and so then i couldn't find anything on jane harlow's house at the time right couldn't find anything on the even Sharon Tate's house, mm-hmm. but it was actually the neighbor's, the neighbor's house. house. And he and his dad had this house built in like 2000, 1999, 2000, I don't know. And it's like this three built, three story house. It's kind of like built onto the side of the mountain, kind mm-hmm. of weird thing. But he gets supposedly a lot of activity from Sharon Tate. Like she visits his house. Really? Yeah. And so. Uh, and others, Sharon Tate and was, others, visit his house. Uh, Ghost Adventures? They, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I do remember and that. that by was, the way, I watched that a long time ago. They were the only ones. Because he's like, it's friendly. Friendly ghosts that come here. Like nobody, we've never had anything negative happen. Right. Except for, and he even does like a little like, you know, like when Ghost Adventures came, of course. Blah, blah, right. Blah, blah, you know. But of course. And I watched a little blurb of that because I can't stomach too much of that but yeah they did the whole like there's something there's a demon in here you know that whole bit but there isn't it isn't anything (laughs) like that it's all but i did watch a seance that they were doing um not ghost adventures but like some psychics and other people Uh and i'm just like i mean yeah it doesn't look mm like um Anybody's gone into Gene Harlow's house and done a no. paranormal investigation. And I don't know if they just can't. Like, maybe oh, that. I think the Jane people that own it now probably don't even. Because they haven't experienced that. anything. And they're probably like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, wait. I heard recently uh, the house was up for sale. Well, recently. I want to say, like, I don't know how recent. I thought the last time it sold was like 2014 or something, 2013. But. I thought it was up for sale um, even more recent than that, like now, 2020. 
2021 and it was up for like $978,000 oh, wow. like not even a million dollars and no. I'm like damn if I if I had the money I'd buy it right it's worth that right just from the history right isn't that crazy to me that's a smoking deal oh yeah. they said that two two people have died in the pool so yeah. they're like do you think it's cursed and I'm like it's not like yeah, a whole bunch of people have died yeah well that was one of the article Gene Harlow's cursed house. Yes. Yeah. I don't I mean, two people die in the pool and then the Paul guy. Paul and, kills himself. And that's um, it. Uh, one other person is speculated oh. to have hung herself in the house. Oh really? Yeah. So I don't it's only I don't know like how much four it, deaths in You're from like the it's 19. only like but it's only been <laughs> owned by a handful of people. Okay, but that the, a lot of the people that died there weren't even owners of the house. <laughs> And it's been around since, you know, the 30s or before. Well, no, just 30s. 30s? He had it built. He had it built? Okay. So, I mean, it's kind of old. Kind of. I'd just say, like, if somebody told me four people died in my house, I'd be like, it's an old house, and it's not even that old. Wow, here they come. Hey, oh, all of them. (laughs) They just busted in. All right, so at least one other family has been said to have had experiences in the house, and they're only referred to anywhere as the H family. Yeah. And probably because they don't want to be associated with maybe this guy's like an executive somewhere or something <laughs> right. and he's like i don't want people to know that i have I, ghost experiences don't, don't even tell anybody yeah okay so on the day before the h family moved into the home okay yeah so this was in the 70s on the day before the h family moved into the home mrs h went upstairs this is in the gene harlow house mm-hmm. Her dogs followed her, growling and barking at something in the upstairs bedrooms. In the hallway, right outside the master bedroom, Mrs. H felt an unseen presence and heard somebody softly whisper in her ear, Please help me. (laughs) Hey, could it be? Maybe that's my same ghost. Oh my God, that's my ghost. Why why do they always say help me? Help me. What do they want me to do? What do they want you to do? I don't know. What are you doing? On their first night in their new home, Mr. and Mrs. Mm -hmm. H were lying in bed when some (laughs) unseen heavy object struck their bed three times. Oh, my God. Nope. That's crazy. A presence wanted to be noticed or communicate with these nice people. These nice people. (laughs) Who had fixed up the house, even though they were sleeping in her bedroom. I guess when they got the house, the house was like, because I guess my understanding is that Jay Sebring still owned the house. And when he died, the pa- it went to his parents and the parents right. just kind of just let it go. And then they sold the house. Oh. I don't know if these were the next people on the list, but it- yeah, did you see him? Get down. He does not know he's a big boy. No, he doesn't. He will come and try and sit on my lap. He's the big boy. <laughs> You're a big boy. He thinks he's a still a little puppy. So anyways, yeah, somebody hits, something hits the bed three times. Mrs. H addresses the unseen present saying, you're welcome. Yeah, right. How do you do? We've got to get some sleep. We're very tired and need to get some sleep. So please go, go away. Let us be. Yeah, I like that she addresses it. Yeah, she's like. She's courteous. Yes. The lights in the kitchen would go on and off by themselves. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and they had been doing construction on the house and fixing it up, so that probably started. Oh yeah, some she stuff said up. like she was like, "You're welcome. You're welcome that we're fixing up your house." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I was like, I could picture it. It was pretty funny. When obviously she was, she was acknowledging that somebody. Right. 
was there. The lights in the kitchen would go on and off by themselves. While walking through the living room, Mrs. H saw a strange formless light in an outline form floating above her near the ceiling. Uh-huh. They had a lot of experiences. Yeah, they did. In the corner of the living room, near the mailbox, Mr. Mrs. H and her aunt had heard the heavy, heartbreaking sobs of a woman. Um, the hairs on Mrs. H's arm stood up and she felt terribly sad. Oh, I like that they were very empathetic to the ghostly encounters. They obviously stirred something up mm-hmm. when they were. Well, that happens a lot of times if you do construction on a house. You stir up the energies, they say. Um, I was, I can't remember. It was like one of those fixer-upper shows mm-hmm. a, a long time ago. And these people had gone in and fixed up this whole house. Mm-hmm. And they had looked up the whole history on the house and everything. And... Uh, the wife, who's very conscious of the older right. owners, kept on, like, talking to the the guy that did most of the building. She mm. was like, I hope you like the way we did this, whatever. Mm. So all of a sudden, hammers would, like, fly across the room. Oh. Tools would end up missing. <laughs> um, just very obvious things. And finally, like, the, some of the contractors were like, we're not coming back. Oh, like, it right. was that kind of stuff. So mm. they end up having... I think I saw this. A psychic come in Uh and the psychic was like, well, one, you know, when you're doing something like this, Mm -hmm. that stirs up the spirits. Mm -hmm. And two, the psychic picked up on the fact that somebody's communicating with the spirit Mm -hmm. and he's letting you know. "Eh." (laughs) You don't like it. (laughs) I don't like it. I liked it the way it was. Yeah. And he's trying to let you know. So then they end up going back and kind of doing it the way. Well, it doesn't hurt to have a second opinion. (laughs) Someone like Carlene come and, uh, you know, give that house a little clearing, a little blessing. Yeah. Little boom Make it, make it your own. Yeah. Make it get, you get rid of, you respectfully move the other energies on so that they're not. Don't need any. But if they want to hang out, it's all respectfully done. Mm -hmm. And it's just your energy there. And they're joining because they want to be a part of it, not right. because they want to control it. Right. They're not like, this is my house. This is my house. Damn it. You can't Get redo out. the bathroom. I hate that tile. <laughs> <laughs> Put back that orange wallpaper. <laughs> I want the velvet back. I want that ugly pink tile that I had in the bathroom. Yeah. Put it back. Oh my god, that's how my 1950s house was. Oh my gosh. Pink toilet, pink tile, pink bathtub. They really matched everything back yeah. then, right? Yep. The blue, the yep. blues, the 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 baby blues. Yep. What are you doing? The throw up green. Ew. Why is your throat so poked out? He's got an atom zipple. He definitely does. He's the man. He definitely does. <laughs> Look at that um, big ass head. I know. I don't know what he keeps trying to do. Do you see how he keeps like he's trying to maneuver? You need to go outside. <clears throat> you need to go outside. Oh, is that what he's doing? He was doing that in the kitchen too. Yeah. Look, we're so close. Okay, go potty. What are you doing? You just heard an owl. You heard it? Yeah. Look it. So I let the dogs out right now, and I literally just heard an owl. I've never heard an owl. You, you haven't? Not here. Oh. It went. It's probably on your. It's probably either in your trees or on your fence. I'm totally freaked out right now. Oh, we should go find it. It better not be a white owl. Oh. Anyways, Halloween just passed. Mm-hmm. 
Did you have a lot of trick-or-treaters? I went to Connor and Leslie's, but yeah, we had a fair amount. We didn't have a lot this year. Uh, there hasn't been a lot, but I think with all the new um, people buying up the houses and stuff, right. it refurbished. So I hate... Okay, listen. Okay. I am... Are you, are you going to go into the next door thing? Because everybody on next door... I like, am sick of people complaining about teenagers. Te- I had just told my kids. Dude. I hope we have teenagers show up. We had a few. And I was so happy. My kids were like... Did he just shut the door? The door just shut. I don't know. <laughs> I just heard it. It's so this is not a back and forth door. This is a sliding door, so it wouldn't just shut by itself. It was Albert. It better be Albert. It had to be. Okay. I um. But anyway, we like to freak ourselves out. Yeah. <laughs> People are like, "Oh, come on, guys, stop!" Yeah. We just get all like we worked do. up. Every little thing. But anyway, I was really happy to see at one point Connor was like, but those kids aren't even wearing a costume. I'm like, but they're not smashing pumpkins. They're not knocking down little kids. They waited till it was later. They're being respectful and they are not causing or causing any crazy shit. They're being, they're being really good. Come with costume or not. I like that they're trick or treating and I don't care how old they are. They could be doing worse things. Yeah, so these people are like, and I really appreciated the people on next door that were like, "Hey, send those teenagers to my my house." So back to the Mr. and Mrs. H that live in the house. So I talked about the heartbreaking sobs of a woman. Okay, sometimes a weird, uneasy feeling can overcome a person in the downstairs bathroom. A light knocking at the front door can be heard, but no one is ever there. That's creepy. I don't like that when like you have somebody knock at your door and you're never there. Right. Right. Does that happen to you at your house? Yeah. You know what I get. The other night it happened. I was in my room and the doorbell rang uh-huh. and I looked on my, I was like, that really happened, right? And I look on my camera. Nobody's there. No. Yeah. But it really happened. We have had that here. That's, that's spirit. Just letting us know. <laughs> They're here. They're here. Cold spots can be felt in the kitchen. Oh. The downstairs area and the upstairs bedrooms. Unexplained wind drafts have been felt throughout the house, especially in the kitchen and upstairs bedrooms. And then a strong smell of a woman's perfume mm. can be smelled in the children's bedroom upstairs. Mm. Both Mr. and Mrs. H were w- warned in a dream of faulty, dangerous wall light in the upstairs bathroom. Mm. Mm-hmm. Whole premonition thing. Right. Both saw a clear vision of the bathtub full of water and bubbles a hand from the bathtub switches on the light receives a terrible shock and withers so an electrician mm-hmm. was called mm-hmm. they like they take the warning right and he's um, like what the fuck how is this still legal yeah exactly he's like <laughs> horrified that the switch was like so outdated and mm-hmm. dangerous and they put a safe one in mm-hmm so, and that's I mean, pretty much the they have good ghosts that. there yeah. that are giving them warnings, yeah, and enjoying themselves there. Exactly. So that was the gist of the haunted. Like everything I'm reading is like the most haunted house yeah, in Hollywood. But it was. I, I feel like there's more haunted places yeah. that have actually been explored. Yeah, actually, there was one. I forgot I had it on here, but maybe we can do it because it's in Hollywood too. I think. So, what do you think about Burn? Do you think he was murdered? Do you think he actually committed suicide? I think he probably committed suicide. You think so? Yeah. I think like the wife, the ex-wife or the common law, law wife. Or it happened like the story I told you. Yeah. 
They were having sex. Some guy happened. Da, 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 jealous. I just don't think it was her. Cause she, why would she kill Jean off Harlow? Her no, no. The oh, the other. I don't. I don't. Think I don't it think was it's Jean her Harlow either. either. I don't think it's either one of them. Yeah. No. I. I, I guess I took it off of here. Darn it. Because it was when I was skimming through. Hi, microphone. You taste yummy. When we were skimming through. <laughs> you. You literally almost. Ate I know. That. When we were skimming through, um, I was skimming through YouTube's and stuff, and and there was a documentary on this one haunted house. Mm-hmm. Hollywood, and it's got some weird shit happening. So really? hopefully, I'll find it again because we should probably do it. I'm kind of upset because uh, when we were in California just a few months ago, um, while I was researching this, mm-hmm. I realized that um, John Wayne and Shirley Temple's oh. houses were there in Hunt- Huntington, Huntington, Huntington Beach. Huntington. I cannot. Speak I didn't know their houses were there. Yeah. So I kind of missed that opportunity. Oh, wow. There's some cool houses out there, like, compared to some of the houses that we have out here. I don't yeah. know. We have some cool houses. I feel like we tore, when you and I and Yvette were at... I always forget the San name. San Carlos. Uh-huh. And we were talking about that book that's out there about all the haunted places and the history and mm-hmm. whatever. Like, and there's all these pictures of these beautiful houses that were torn down mm. downtown. Because mm-hmm. I used to always wonder, why does our downtown not look like a lot of other cities downtown? Yeah, we ha- we don't have, I mean, we have some old buildings, but they're not as cool as like. Because we've torn a bunch of them down. <clears throat> and you have to fight so hard to keep any of them. It's crazy to me that we tear so much History in the name of progress. Well, if you want to call it that, you can have progress with the beautiful buildings. Right. New York does it. Chicago does it. Can Hello. you tell me what they're building at Metro Center? Like it looks like no they're idea. building an off ramp. Oh, they are doing. I think they're doing some kind of a storage facility type thing. But there's like, did you have you driven past there lately? There, um, it's like it looks like a, a shoot bit. off from the freeway. Oh, you have to drive past there. It's crazy. It looks crazy. Yeah, I, th- I thought they were doing some kind of, and then they're, I think they're doing that some I, kind of the, office complexes and storage facilities and stuff like that. Anyway, okay. So that was that. That was the Jean Harlow House, Hollywood, California. And uh, you're welcome. Tell us what you think of that story. <laughs> yeah, like uh, you could email us at Tipsy Tales Podcast <laughs> at yahoo.com. Or you could give us a comment on everything. Yeah, we're on all the socials. Yeah. We're on Facebook. We are on Twitter. And we are on Instagram. Or you can write a little doohickey on... uh... A doohickey. Yeah, please please write a doohickey. (laughs) Write a little doohickey on... uh... Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget, you can listen on pretty much everything. Yeah. Where you can listen to podcasts. You can listen to us. We're everywhere. We are everywhere. No excuses. (laughs) Hey, guys, and please, uh, if you've already listened to last episode, let us know what you think of that EVP. I thought we thought it was pretty cool. I think we should put my wacky EVP on. Oh, yeah, we definitely should. We should put that on Instagram. Mm. It's really loud. We have to just like get that one section. Snippet. Yeah, Mm because that would be annoying to listen to all the way. Yeah, it's very loud. Yeah, we'll figure that out. Anyway. Anyways, now that we've already um, recorded this episode, I'll probably put a Instagram of the EVP we got on the last episode. I just didn't want to put it out there and to give everybody a chance to listen to it. Yeah. Obviously, I can't talk now. 
Vulture City was so much fun. Oh my god. I, I really, I really just wanted to do it again for this episode for something else. Like, let's go find another one and go go explore. like explore again. I was so excited. We need to find something. Well, I have that book about ghost towns. Okay. We should just We have a lot of ghost one. towns here. I feel still feel like we should go down to Tombstone. Tombstone. I have never been. Let's take a drive. Let's, let's do make it. A, let's just do it. Yeah, because it is like, I have never gone. My kids, I've always wanted my kids to go with me. They don't go. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to go with me. Let's go. Uh, Let's I do it. Go. Let's 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 go. Okay. We can even stay the night out there. Because then okay. we can ghost hunt at night. <laughs> In the graveyard. <laughs> okay, now we're losing okay. our shit. I do that. It's, I do it's... that. My poor daughter's boyfriend for the first time. We're definitely getting more comfortable. And I started doing that fake laugh thing. Allie had this friend, has this friend, Maddie. But she used to hang out all the time. And every time I would do that, she would just crack up so hard because I would be like, I'd go. She would just start cracking up every time I would do a weird laugh like that. And so I started doing it with uh, Brody, Allie's boyfriend. Yeah, and I was just like, what's going through this poor kid's head? Now, I went from, listen, can you hear it? He's probably terrified to be alone at my house because of the ghost activity. And then he's got this weirdo who's probably possessed by something. Yeah. (laughs) We had a... Was it Jean who sent us some stuff on that town? Jeannie. Jeannie. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting. She's... Jean. Why okay. did I say Jean? I don't. She sends me stuff and I'll be like, oh, that's a good one. And yeah. then I put it save. Right. Like I got to remember that one. And then I don't know where it goes. <laughs> you want me to show you? It's on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> it's on Facebook. It's on your save stuff. Yeah, but I don't find it. I'll have to Let show you. Let me see. I'm going to try. Okay. But anyway. Um, but I didn't get to look into that one that she had tagged us in. That so I'm going to have to check one? it out. Yeah. So. Oh. yeah. No, it says I only have nine plus. Saved? Format? Yeah. It's not even on here. Well, she tagged me in one most recently. Yeah. And I'll have to check it out. Because I saved that one and it's not on here. So usually what we're looking for when there's a story is that it's going to be able to fill at least an hour of us talking. <laughs> like we can't do that on our own <laughs> anyways we appreciate everybody that listens we appreciate you Jean for oh, Jeannie 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 like Jeannie like I'm a genie in a bottle I want to wink I want to cross my arms and go like this I used to do that to the kids when they'd mm-hmm. be like, Mom, where's dinner? And I'd be like, oh, hold on. Like, I love Jeannie. Yeah. <laughs> I know when yeah, my mom used I... to ask me, did you do the dishes? And I'd do that. And go. Oh, you did not? Yeah, to did. your mother? Mm-hmm. <gasps> did, did she smack you? Several times oh. with a trunk lock <laughs> on my very ample behind. <laughs> Thank goodness. Your butt was probably as bony as Serena's. I think God knew that I was going to get spanked a lot. <laughs> He's like, making a meaty one. She's going to need it. Put some cushion on that thing. 
Poor girl, she's going to need it. Oh, my God. My poor mom. I put her through it. I'm going to have to figure out where all those go. Now it's driving me crazy. They go to a special place. Yeah. They're like, oh, wait. She's looking through her phone right now. Like, why is this on here? I didn't save that. Well, apparently you did. (laughs) There's things on here, though. Do you ever go on yours and go, but I didn't put that on there. I didn't save that. Like, why would I? No, I don't even know who these people are. Do you have ambient induced episodes? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Do you? Because I have no. a few friends that do. No, and this is Where recent. they do things while they're like in their ambient trance. No, you know what? I wonder if these are like, these aren't, wait. Okay, guys. This is crazy shit, man. I don't know where my stuff is. Anyway, um, I'm Alma. <laughs> <laughs> she was just stalling so she could do that before I could do it. Yeah. 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 All right, you guys. We love you. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed. If you have any ideas, send them to us. You have any ideas? You got any ideas? You just send them on over to us. Send them on over, y'all. You kids kids just send them on over to us, okay? All right. All right. Y'all have a good time now, you hear? (laughs) (laughs) Good night. Good night. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You're a nut. Thank <laughs> you.